0: Collegiate athletes are no strangers to the challenges that present themselves in and out of the game. After experiencing these challenges for themselves, today's guests became active in a national organization that aims to bring mental health initiatives and awareness directly to college campuses through passionate student ambassadors. Listen to learn more about how today's guests have used their platforms as ambassadors or campus captains to impact the UNC athletic community.
1: Welcome to Beyond the Heel. This is your host Anuj Ratane and Avery Wilkerson. Beyond the Heel is a podcast where we seek to give uh, UNC student-athletes a platform to share their stories. For today's episode, we are joined by Kate Burgess and Lauren Walsh of the women's rowing team and Mabry Shaftmaster of the women's volleyball team to talk about their roles as the campus captains. Kate, Lauren, and Mabry, thank you guys so much for being here.
2: Yeah, thanks for having us.
1: Um, tell us a little bit about your guys' journey here at UNC and uh, your journey with your sport.
2: I guess I'll start. Um, I'm Kate. I am a senior on the women's rowing team. Um, I walked on my freshman year, so I'd never heard of rowing before coming to college and stuck with it, obviously. It's been a pretty fun four years with a lot of change, but positive change. Just through my sport, I've been able to get involved on campus and with organizations like The Hidden Opponent and stuff like that. So it's been really nice.
3: Yeah, launching off of Kate, I'm also on the rowing team. I'm a junior. I rowed in high school. So now this is like my, I'm in my seventh year of rowing. So I got recruited to come to UNC. And same thing, like lots of change throughout the UNC rowing team, but lots of positive change. And as I've kind of progressed through my college experience, I've been able to kind of take rowing and, um, put that into other outlets and take my experiences and apply myself elsewhere and invest in things I'm interested in, like campus captains at and, and an opponent.
4: I'm on the volleyball team, and I've always played volleyball since I was, like, five. So about to be a junior eligibility-wise for volleyball, but also a lot of positive change happening on the volleyball team. So I'm just happy that it allows me to have opportunities to do stuff like this.
1: Gotcha. I've got a question for Kate. Um, you, you said you'd never heard of uh, rowing really before you came to college. How'd you get involved uh, involved in the program?
2: I was a multi-sport athlete growing up. So I was on like four or five teams at a time always just kind of playing every sport that I could. And then I got to college and my the rowing coach at the time noticed I went to an interest meeting for rowing just like to give it a chance and just see what it was about. And she noticed that I was six feet tall. So she came right up to me and was like hey you should come over here and join this so I gave it a try and I was pretty decent at it and just kind of ran with it
1: nice that's awesome And yeah, for everyone who doesn't know, Kate, Lauren, and Mabry are campus captains for The Hidden Opponent. And The Hidden Opponent is a nonprofit organization that raises uh, awareness for student-athletes' mental health and addresses the stigma within the sports culture. So if you guys don't mind, uh, can you guys uh, just tell us what The Campus Captain program looks like and uh, tell us a little bit more about The Hidden Opponent? So
2: like you said, The Hidden Opponent um, was actually founded by a student-athlete. Victoria Garrick also played volleyball at I think USC but she went through mental health struggles as many athletes do and she was kind of one of the people on the forefront of speaking about it and opening up the conversation and it's obviously grown a lot in the past two years but Being a campus captain, that whole part of the organization is just kind of giving student athletes the opportunity to bring the message of the hidden opponent to their campuses directly. So kind of just bringing the organization's mission to UNC's campus and to our teams um, within the school. So we kind of work to extend the message and promote conversations surrounding mental health and athletics.
3: Yeah, that was perfect. I think you hit everything, Kate. And it's great because the campus captain program, you can do a lot with it, whether it's just learning it within yourself. Like I know this first semester, I've kind of taken time just to go to as many things that I can that the hidden opponent puts on, whether it's like trainings or like um, speak like doctors come and speak and psychologists come and speak. Um, And then you can also then apply that to activities that you do with whether it's within your team, just creating small things to bring joy and kind of help mental health among your team and then also throughout your school.
5: That's great. That's great. So overall, just from all three of you's perspectives, what made y'all join the Hidden Opponents as campus captains? And why is this mission so important to you guys?
3: Um, I can take that one to start. So I think. So going throughout high school, I kind of pushed myself to be this like well-rounded, perfect student athlete, even in high school. And I thought that that was the only way that I could accomplish things. If I was running on little to no sleep and constantly doing all of my schoolwork and going above and beyond in my sport, I was staying at practice later than everyone to do anything that I could. And I think that for those four years, I kind of let my mental health go to the side and I wasn't really focused on it. And then coming to college, especially through COVID, I was super isolated. And I came home over winter break and told my parents that I was like I didn't know what was going on because I felt so isolated. And I think that through that experience and kind of feeling the effects of mental health and what happens when you don't pay attention and when you don't constantly check in with yourself and do self-care activities, how detrimental that can be to your mental health. And then how having a poor mental health and not taking care of it can totally affect everything else. It can affect your schoolwork. And then as well as your sport, being a college athlete is very demanding. So, um, being depressed and having anxiety that is constantly weighing on you day to day can be extremely hard. So through that, I kind of wanted to get involved to not only help myself, but be a resource for others and be someone on my team that other athletes can go to and my peers can come to and my roommates even who aren't on the rowing team and can say, Lauren, I'm really struggling. What do I do? And just give them some resources to help. And then also just provide a comforting presence because they know that I've been there um, and just publicly say that, I've gone through things and it's okay to not be okay and it's okay to not just say I'm fine and move on but to really check in with what's
1: going wrong. Yeah that's amazing that's amazing and you talk a little bit about like some of the self-care stuff to help you uh, just take care of your mental health and not feel as uh, isolated. Do you mind sharing with us like what some of those uh, self-care activities might look like?
3: Yeah so Number one is probably go to therapy and I qualify that as a self-care activity because if I feel great leaving therapy or I feel like super all over the place, I know that I'm improving myself and working on things that I need to and kind of come through as a student athlete. So therapy is hard sometimes, but it in the end, like, the long-term goals are really worth it. So that's probably number one. And then I also love to just go on walks outside, um, just around campus, but also just, like, on the trails through, can't like, outside of campus. And then I also love to just – my favorite thing is napping – i am a sucker for a nap but also just relaxing in bed like sitting down reading a book or just like laying with my eyes open in bed just to kind of decompress from the day and then when i'm at home i love to do like take a bath or do um more like meditation focus more facial focus stuff but i don't have as much time when i'm at school
1: gotcha that's that's amazing and mabry and uh kate um if you guys have anything to add to that feel free to feel free to share
4: um, I can talk about my mental health, like why I joined uh, The Hidden Opponent. Mine like, started when I was in high school playing on the volleyball team. Everyone has like a very much idolized, like, I feel like, image of what a volleyball player looks like, and um, it was difficult because in high school, I'm like 6'1", and I'm built to be 6'1", and I hung out with a bunch of people that were not my size, and I always was like, I just like compared myself to them, and I was like, I want to be their size, I want to look like them, and then so... I never was like formally diagnosed with any kind of eating disorder, but like I was, it was very disordered eating. I would say like I very much restricted and then I would like eat a ton whenever I was like hungry because I was like, I'm starving obviously. And then also being like in school and then doing like travel athletics. Like I had, you have to eat. I mean, you're playing a sport and then coming to college, I knew like it was like good when I came to college because I was around other people that were my size and I was like, this is great. I think not actually dealing with it, like made it turn into like anxiety and like having to play when like I was young, like as a freshman on team stuff. So then it was kind of just like the underlying issue turned into um, like other things. And so then that's why like this year I joined the Hidden Opponent and then like got involved with it because I was like, it's an actual really scary thing that college athletes have to like go through and it's like difficult to talk about.
2: Um, I can I can go off of what maybe said. Just like reasoning as to why I joined um the campus captain program within the hidden opponent. Similar to the other two, it's been my personal experiences that kind of give me a personal tie to the program. Walking on to a sport is hard enough as is, um, at any level, but walking on to a team with no experience at the collegiate level is like a whole other beast because I came onto the team having absolutely zero prior knowledge or experience doing the thing that some of these girls have been doing for 10 years. They were very good and very, they knew what they were doing. And I obviously did not from the beginning. So most of the issues or most of the problems within our performance were sometimes blamed on the people that had less experience. And I like slowly began to equate my self-worth to my performance. And my rank on the team, which started off pretty low, as obviously I didn't know what I was doing and I had a lot to learn. So the learning curve was definitely steep and I learned a lot quickly because I had to in that environment. But it takes a toll on you mentally and you begin to interpret yourself solely through your statistics, um, through your sport. It's hard to separate who you are as a person from your performance um, in athletics especially as a collegiate student athlete. Dealing with that, and I also know rowing is a very walk-on heavy sport, given that it's not a super popular high school sport. So we have a lot more walk-ons than some of the other teams at UNC. So I know what walk-ons are feeling a lot and I know that they can go through things similar to me so I kind of like Lauren said just want to be a voice and just want to be someone that they can come to because I've been through different things and I've felt those emotions so like if they come to me feeling something I hopefully can offer a bit of comfort um, or at least be an ear just to listen and give them a shoulder to cry on or or an ear to listen or anything that they need just to be a resource and to be someone that can help other athletes or other people in my life just like be there.
1: Yeah, that's uh that's interesting you say that you kind of connected your self worth to your performance in sport. You know, these days I really feel like that, that's a thing going on within the athlete community, especially myself. I'm not sure if you guys know, but I'm on the tennis team at UNC. You know, pretty much my whole life has been revolved around around the sport. Like it's kind of uh, been everything that I've I've done and had and all my relationships are through tennis and that's how I came to UNC. I can really like relate to when you when you talk about like self-worth you know connecting to your performance because growing up i always thought that i was known for my my tennis results or i my self-worth was always on my my tennis results like if i played good then i was like on top of the world you know like if i if i if i was winning tennis tournaments tennis matches if i had a good practice like i was feeling amazing but then i'd have like one bad practice and then it ruined like my whole entire day or i'd have a bad tournament it would just crush me for the next week yeah i think one of the main things of this uh podcast is uh, to really show that you know you have your athlete life you have your sport but you know affiliating that with your own self-worth is you know not healthy (laughs) or it's not something uh, that it's not something that's that's true it's kind of like an illusion it
2: works that way in terms of academics too like students at unc obviously were mostly in the top of their class like coming to unc and then coming to school and being placed in the environment with other students that work just as hard as you did and then equating yourself to your grades or equating yourself to like any test grade or performance in the class like it's similar um like collegiate athletes are the same way they were used to dominating when they were growing up and used to being the best in their in their county or in their school or in their district and then they come and they're with other athletes of the same at the same level or better and you like don't know what to do at first and it can be really tough on your mental health.
1: Yeah, especially like when you're when you're having to balance uh, your academics on top of that being an athlete. Uh, you know, you you're waking up super early. You're going to practice, and then you got to go to class right after, and then you got to go to practice again, and then you got like a lift, and then you know it's like seven p.m. at this point, and then you got like a five-page paper to write, and then you're running on like six hours of sleep. Like it can be uh, definitely pretty tough. And uh, like, uh, Lauren said, I think it's super important to. You know, do those things, those self care things, just to kind of like decompress.
5: But yeah, to chime in a little bit, I definitely, I can't relate to all four of you guys because you guys are collegiate athletes, but definitely me in high school, it was that same situation. I played uh, football in high school and it was every time like we would lose a game, like you wouldn't be able to talk to me for days, like definitely very competitive. And like everyone in that aspect, like you were just talking about, just at UNC in general, just everyone's very competitive and like everyone wants to be the best. I feel like that's good like that. We're trying to break that stigma. Just you don't have to equate your self-worth to your academic performance or your athletic performance. So, yeah. So just in general, in all of you guys' opinion, uh, what are some stigmas that you still think exist around mental health in the athletic community that need to continue to be worked on to be deconstructed?
3: Um, I can start with that one. Uh, There are two, and I think this kind of goes off what we were talking about, but that you are your sport. And like first, as people, we are humans. Like we are humans. We make connections. We have relationships. And we're not just some girl or some guy on the tennis team, on the volleyball team, on the rowing team, or even like some student at a school. We can form and like create this life outside of that. And I think that that is part of cultivating and really fostering your own mental health and then helping other people. Like kind of building this group where everyone can go into interests and hobbies and like dive into what they're interested outside of just their sport and not just be doing and living and breathing their sport 24-7 because that's not an enjoyable way to live. And then secondly, I also think too that I think I kind of grew up thinking that depression and anxiety and mental health issues were a weakness and that I It wasn't the same as a physical injury, but if you broke your leg, you wouldn't be going to practice. So like if you're severely depressed, then your sport should not be your priority. Like school is not your priority. Then it's like mental health and like working on your well-being is your priority. And I think that that's something that's not talked about because as collegiate athletes and even as high school athletes to any athlete out there, you're taught to wake up in the morning, go to practice. That's what you do where you wake up, go to school, and then after school, you go to practice. It's like this regimented thing that you're supposed to be doing every day. And there's never a what if I'm not feeling okay? What if I check in with myself and I'm really not doing well and I think I need to go see someone? then you go and see someone over practice. And I think no one really talks about that or talks about the fact that it's okay to put other things aside and make your mental health your priority for a little bit. But yeah, it's so okay to like, I feel like in today's society, everyone thinks it's okay to make school your priority or your sport your priority, but mental health is never in the question. So I think that that's something that definitely still needs to be worked on.
2: Um, yeah, just to go off of that, I think I was actually going to say like, very close to the same two things that you just had learned. But um, <laughs> I think the first thing for me, especially just like my personal journey, um, has just been trying to disconnect who I am with, with solely athletics or solely being an athlete. Because um, I think throughout my whole life, while the sport label has changed, the athlete title has not. So I've always been known as the athlete, I've always been known as the soccer player or the runner or the rower now. But um, I think I just like Lauren said, I'm, I'm a human. And I think when athletics is no longer there, eventually, when my when I retire, when my career comes to an end, I have to know who I am as a person without athletics. And athletics obviously enhances um, a lot of who I am and my personality. And I think it shows people's grade. It shows people's discipline. It shows who they are and how dedicated they can be to like a purpose that they care about. But being solely attaching like solely attaching your identity to your sport can be very destructive um and then I also think kind of what Lauren said just the stigma that mental health struggles or discussion about mental health struggles shows weakness um I think a lot of athletes are afraid to discuss it with people in a authoritative positions or in positions of authority um, just because they don't want to appear weak. They, they think it might bump their rank down on the team. They think it might take away from their playing time or their position. And I think That has been a risk in in previous generations with the view on mental health. But I think as coaches are learning, they're receiving some of the same trainings that campus captains are receiving and they're growing and they're learning with us. So it's becoming more normalized to go and have a discussion. And while it might be a difficult discussion, just opening that like open conversation with your coach and kind of having that conversation, because I think your performance will be hindered if you don't. I think if you're worried about it impacting your position on the team, not speaking about it is going to have a worse impact on your rank and your performance in the long run um so opening that conversation and kind of starting it early and handling it fast um and just kind of learning to work with it and grow with that um and having open conversation about it will help you in the long run
5: yeah that is amazing so just overall like the ideas that y'all just talked about how would y'all like that those ideas instilled into the larger UNC athletic community Like how would you like that mark to be left on the UNC community?
3: Um, Speaking from kind of what I think are the stigmas around surrounding mental health and going off of what Kate said, I think such a large part of it is kind of just having those conversations. It's not something that you can measure by, this year we got first, and like this year we have a new trophy, and this year we won ACC's, whatever the case is that you would with just normal sports and improvement among a team. Um, but just having those conversations and being able to like track that progress throughout the year of like, you know what, like this year on our team, one of the priorities we have is mental health, just alongside how you would have nutrition as a priority. You make that one of the priorities where everyone on a team suddenly feels comfortable talking to coaches, talking to teammates and having this open discussion, because that is something that's so important, knowing that your teammates are there for you outside of just going to practice. And I do agree with what Kate said. I think sports make us these amazing, well-rounded people, and they bring so many amazing factors to the table. Being an athlete is such an amazing thing that we get to do. And I think it's really important to kind of join those hand in hand and really link kind of everything that sports brings us, like being determined students, knowing how to manage our time as well as like networking with other people and just kind of being these driven students as well I think that matching that with students who are willing to speak out um, for mental health and speak out against all these stigmas that are created just through school and society is also super important so yeah I think just kind of opening that discussion and kind of being able to get to a point where it's normalized for everyone to speak about their issues and like seek help and be there for their teammates and talk to coaches as well
2: yeah I think just Flipping the perspective in that open discussion about mental health is not showing weakness, but kind of showing strength that you had the courage to speak on a subject that is so impactful to you and impactful to other people. So I think our job as campus captains is kind of to promote and normalize that conversation um, in whatever environment we find ourselves. And then obviously, I'd love to continue growing the Hidden Opponent program. It's been like doubling and it's it's been growing like crazy in the past few years, Um and it was really, really easy for us to get involved, like um, the process, the application process and like getting to know the program and Victoria and stuff like that has been great. Um, but just continuing to grow the program. I know some schools like Florida are a bit ahead of UNC and they've like started a hidden opponent chapter and stuff like that. But as more campus captains join the three of us at UNC, I think we can grow and start a chapter and kind of benefit UNC athletics in a like broader scope in the future. That's the hope.
1: That's awesome. And can uh, anyone join the Hidden Opponent or is it like just uh, student athletes or how, how does it work to get involved with the Hidden Opponent?
3: So the campus captain program, they it's just an online application. I think they do a few times where they accept applications and they'll post about it on Instagram and all their other social medias. And you can be any form of athlete. You can be a retired athlete. You can be a high school athlete. So we just had a meeting um, about two weeks ago with Victoria Garrick just about um, kind of promoting yourself and, like, how to utilize NIL deals and kind of how to brand yourself. And there were tons of high school students on the call. So it's not just closed off to strictly – Student athletes in college, you can really come from any background. So, which is so nice because it brings so many different perspectives. And I think that you've been an athlete once and you'll be an athlete forever. Like, you understand the struggle and you understand what it's like to be in these tough positions. And it's just another person that can be an advocate. And then the hidden opponent resources are all on the website for anyone to utilize and then for any school that has campus captains as well they compile lots of resources for the school and
2: within college it can be d1 d2 or d3 like it's it's Mm -hmm. any any college and i didn't even think about the high school but yeah Yeah. high school students can do it too Um, just to get started before college um, it's just a really cool opportunity Um, and the trainings we've done like in the past few months alone we've had like active listening training and uh, mental health advocacy training, stuff like like workshops and just kind of meeting other student athletes in all kinds of different sports and different positions um, throughout the country has been really cool. So when that application opens up, like obviously we'll encourage other athletes at UNC to get involved, but it's just, yeah, it's a really cool opportunity, really cool organization.
1: Yeah. So for everyone listening, make sure to go check out uh, hidden opponent on Instagram. Um, I follow them, and the posts they have are super inspiring and have helped me a lot just to be the best athlete, person uh, I could be. So, yeah, definitely go follow Hidden Opponent on Instagram and get involved with them through their application, sign up. And, yeah, it's an amazing platform, and, uh, you know, I couldn't support it anymore. I love it.
5: (laughs) And just overall, to just wrap this all up, what one advice – and could you all answer this? What one advice would y'all give to young student athletes about their mental health?
3: I think something that I would probably that like something I would have wanted to tell my younger self and I think that would have really helped me my freshman year when I was feeling super isolated and alone is that mental health doesn't just get fixed in a day. It's not something that's like this easy fix and like we can get right back at it It was definitely something that, I mean, I still work on today. I still go to therapy to work on and to kind of come through, but I'm so much better than I was now. So I think just reminding people that it's not like a one-step fix and suddenly you're better and you're going to be this perfect human. It's something that you have to work at and you have to constantly be trying at, but to improve your ment, like when you improve your mental health and when you feel better and you wake up and you feel great and you're ready to attack the day you can accomplish so much more and I feel so much better I've never been more excited and ready to go and see my teammates and go to practice at five thirty a.m or 6 a.m than I am after I've gone to therapy and I'm feeling great and I it's been a two-year process but it's just something that it's kind of hard to see the smaller progress until you kind of get to the latter end, which is sometimes hard to get through. So just a reminder that it's not always just going to be better the next day, but um, at some point you will be okay.
2: A piece of advice that I would have appreciated. And I know I've kind of said this in a bunch of different ways throughout this podcast, but you are not your sport. So if things start going wrong within your sport, I, athletics brings so many positive things to the table and helps build you up as a person, but it can also tear you apart. If things start going wrong within your athletic performance, or your athletic environment, that is not something going wrong with who you are as a person. If I had realized that a lot earlier in my career, I think I would have been a lot more confident in myself earlier on. Um, so I think, yeah, that would just, that'd be my piece of it.
4: Um, I think mine to my younger self would probably just be like, have fun because Having to like do sports in high school and like travel sports like you know that it's most of the time you're just thinking about like I want to go to college like I want to play sports in college and like that's what my mindset was and like being super uber competitive with like everything I did and like looking back on it now I think I def one it probably wasn't good for me mentally just to be like go 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 all the time and never like take a minute to appreciate like where I was. But also, like, I think back on it and I'm like, oh, that was probably going to be that was probably like so fun. I didn't even like realize it because I was too focused on like getting like to the next step, like going to college and playing and then like after college, like going to do this and stuff like that. So I guess just like have fun and like appreciate where you are like in the moment.
1: Okay, well, that uh, basically wraps up today's uh, episode. Lauren, Mabry and Kate, thank you guys so much for uh, joining us on uh, Beyond the Heel. Thank you. Thank you for having us.
0: Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Beyond the Heel. If you like this episode, share it with a friend, teammate, fellow athlete, or coach. New episodes of Beyond the Heel come out the first Monday of every month, so follow or subscribe to us on whichever platform you use to stream so you can stay up to date with the incredible stories of your favorite UNC student athletes and more. You can also follow us at uncut underscore ch on Instagram to access videos and memorable moments from each week's episode. Or visit uncutchapelhill.com if you are interested in sharing your story. Thanks again for listening. Let's keep changing the narrative and putting the human before the student-athlete.